Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. It is a 7.20. I'm Howard Feldman. A very good morning to you. Well, of course, yesterday we had the news that South Africa is recording their ambassador to Israel from Israel, which is a bit weird because I didn't think we had one. But that's just me. What does this all mean? Let's speak to somebody that actually who actually does know what he's talking about. Stephen Gruzd, head of African Governance and Diplomacy Program at the South African Institute for International Affairs. Stephen, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Howard. I'm doing well, thank you. How are you doing? I am well, thank you. Please just explain this to me. Okay, it's it's a bit of a strange one because South Africa hasn't actually had an ambassador in Israel since May 2018. You may recall that was the date that Donald Trump moved the American embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem and there were big riots on the fence with Gaza and a lot of people were killed and injured and in peak South Africa withdrew its ambassador. It has not replaced that ambassador. So for five years, the embassy in Israel, the South African embassy in Israel in Tel Aviv, has not had an ambassador. It's been staffed by lower-level diplomats. Given what has been going on in the war with with Gaza, South Africa is uh, very upset, very pro-Palestinian, and has said even those a lower-level diplomat must now come back to South Africa. And the, and the last thing I'll say is you, you also recall that uh, the ANC took a resolution that the embassy should be downgraded uh, to a liaison office at one of their congresses, and that has filtered through. My understanding is that it's not been officially downgraded, but if you don't have an ambassador there, it's a technical downgrade. Mm, mm. Certainly if you don't have any diplomats there, it barely functions as a, as a, as a foreign mission. So, so, okay, so, so we don't have an ambassador there. It's kind of like, I don't know, whatever it would be, some kind of an office. But the, the big statement, nowhere does it say that we haven't even had one, which is weird because then it seems to me, and that's why I didn't correct it on social media, because I thought, well, maybe the win is needed. Maybe they wanted to show, uh, that they were doing this, but they weren't actually doing anything. It, it was almost sort of just feeding the public demand. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that uh, Jerko, the Department of International Relations and Cooperation, is under pressure from uh, lobby groups that don't like Israel. And this is something they've been calling for for a very, very long time. And uh, they keep pushing that also that the Israeli ambassador should be expelled. Um, in the course of my work at the at the Jewish Report, we have been in touch with the embassy, and no such uh, communication has been given. They They... They were taken by surprise about this, but they, you know the ambassador hasn't been told to leave or anything like that. So yes, it's. it's I, I think it's a, a way of showing South Africa's displeasure with what's happening, but the actual effect will be minimal. Mm, mm. So it's it's. It, and what follows this? Because now you've got this whole thing saying, well, what about the Israeli ambassador here in South Africa? Yeah. So so there was a bit of a strange statement that came out um, from the cabinet briefing and uh, the the spokesperson said that uh, Israel's position in in South Africa, the embassy's position is quote-unquote untenable and that Durko must act uh, through diplomatic channels. So what might happen is that uh, he may receive a démarche, which is really a a, a talking to uh, being summoned by the South African government to go and explain himself. Also in the in the statement uh, from 
from the cabinet has said that um, he's, he's voiced opinions and he has um, maligned uh, those who support Hamas. Basically, I'm paraphrasing here. Mm. But um, I, I think he's not said, said much different from what the rest of us have said. And uh, he's been taken to task for that. It also talks about previous ambassadors, and I will probably put money on that. Uh, it was somebody like uh, Ambassador Leng, Arthur mm. Leng, who was very, very outspoken. This ambassador has been less outspoken, but he has been in the public eye when, when required. Um, I think they just don't like what he's saying. Uh, so this is still a developing story. The the difference in treatment, and uh, I, I know you're looking at it very academically, but people like me who don't have to do that, uh, we we see the hypocrisy in this, and of course we see the treatment of Russia when they when they invaded Ukraine. We see China. We see Iran, who is is a a well known, established human rights abuser, um, who who has this global footprint in terms of of sponsoring terror, uh, there's, there's, there's absolutely, n- there's, we have a Zimbabwe situation where the South African government had a responsibility but uh, absolutely shirked it. it the, the, yeah. the hypocrisy, the difference in treatment, is, it, is this perhaps unconstitutional or is, is there a way to deal with it or is it just something we have to grin and bear? Um, I, I don't know about the unconstitutionality of it. That would be something interesting to look into. But, uh, look, there's no monopoly on hypocrisy. <laughs> and uh, as I said in, in, in a piece a couple of weeks ago, uh, your enemies always commit atrocities of human rights. Your friends never do. Mm. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, there's no secret where, where South Africa lies. Sure, this is different. I mean, you know, have you seen the Russian ambassador... Uh, being hounded and being uh, demarched to come and explain what's happening uh, in Ukraine. Uh, no, I don't think you've seen that. Israel is a, almost a special case, an emotional issue. I mean, for, for instance, at the Human Rights Council in Geneva, South Africa makes it an absolute uh, ironclad principle that it never votes on country-specific uh, resolutions unless that country is Israel. And there's a standing item, in fact, on the Human Rights Council's agenda called Israel and the Occupied Palestinian Territories. Mm. South Africa always votes in favor of that. So uh, I'm afraid, I think, and, you know, and South Africa's also made a big deal about saying the West is hypocritical when, when it's dealing with these two big conflicts. But, um, yeah, I, I think we should explore all avenues, but it, uh, it's also up to the embassy to, to decide what it wants to do once it has a clearer picture of what, what is actually happening. Mm. But is, I think it would be a terrible, uh, yeah. it would be a terrible blow, especially to the South African Jewish community, if uh, uh, anything happened to the ambassador, or indeed if the South African embassy closed completely in Israel. Yeah, indeed it would be. Well, it just makes it inconvenient for South Africans more than anything, because that's really yeah. what it is, and it just yeah. means that the South African. Uh, I mean, because in many ways it's, it's about practicality, especially at the moment, considering South Africa hasn't had an ambassador there since 2018. It's really about, it's a consular service in many ways, but that makes life easier for everybody, I would imagine, including the South African government. Yes, I think so. I mean, what's interesting is that we don't need visas as South Africans to go to Israel. Mm. But if you want to go to the Palestinian territories, you do need a visa. This would make it more difficult for South Africans uh, government or other people who would want to go to visit the Palestinian territories because there would be no em- embassy in Pretoria. But again, I, I want to stress that that 
has not uh, that that's not what has happened here. The big the 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 story is that other South African diplomats have been recalled there. I spoke to Durko yesterday, and they said no, there is no call to expel the Israeli ambassador. So that is uh, that is interesting, and and there did seem to be almost a little bit of a walk back from Dirk, and I'm not sure if there was or wasn't, but Naledi Pandor saying, well, it's normal to um, call your your staff back to the country for consultation, which is perfectly true. It, it's, what you're saying is not incorrect. If South Africa is unhappy with Israel, right or wrong, um, they're fully mm. entitled to do that, and it's not the most serious thing in the world. I guess, it's, to me, it's the way in which they trumpet this, I guess, and, yes. and are talking to... Uh, a what looks like uh, a, an organisation or people who who seem to set the agenda for Durka. Yeah, they they no doubt are under pressure from uh, anti-Israel lobby groups. Um, as I said, they've been calling for this for ages. Um, if there was an ambassador in Tel Aviv, you can be pretty sure that he or she would have been recalled because of uh, mm, in, mm. in these circumstances. But it's not, you know. Um, uh, it will be an inconvenience, but I think all eyes are on what uh, it, uh, this, this means that uh, 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 Durka must act against uh, the Israeli ambassador. Very, very We don't know what that is yet. Yeah, and certainly a story that we will certainly be following. Stephen Gruz, thank you, as always, chatting to us about the South African government planning to recall South African diplomats and the ambassador from Israel and uh, what that means. It's 730